above the rustle of the wind in the crisp leaves of the huge oaks on the front lawn, he could hear the sighs, moans and giggles, and they filled Michael with a murderous rage. Hello everyone and welcome to today's instalment of Beyond the Mask. In this episode we're going to be discussing a pivotal moment in the Halloween franchise, a moment that defined the whole franchise and of course the beginning of the Halloween story in its entirety. I'm of course talking about the moment a six-year-old Michael Myers murdered his sister Judith. We're going to be taking a look at the official novelization for the 1978 movie, which gives a large insight into Michael's thoughts at the time this happened. It also provides us with information on the final words spoken by Michael before he completely stopped communication altogether. So sit back, relax and let's dive straight in. Michael Myers killing his sister in 1963 was a huge event for the residents of Haddonfield. The case opened a lot of questions. Questions that weren't even answered by the time of Michael's death in 2022. The reason for the speculation and means to find a grasp of reality from the situation lies mainly with the age of Michael at the time. He was six years old. What would possibly make a six-year-old decide to kill their sister? Was it the parents' fault? Was it too much TV? The harsh truth behind this situation is not simple to explain, but the novelization does a great job of adding some much needed context to the situation. From a very young age, Michael Myers was plagued with vivid nightmares. Nightmares that often took him on murderous journeys. Journeys where he would witness or commit acts of murder. He continued to hear voices that would insist and pressure him to commit the acts. His family were aware of this and his mother became spooked by Michael's ramblings about his night terrors and discussed with his father about potentially getting Michael some psychiatric help. The idea wasn't pursued and Michael's nightmares became a reality on October 31st in 1963. 1963. Judith Myers awaited her boyfriend arriving at her home on Lampkin Lane. She specifically planned on having sex with him on Halloween night as her parents weren't in and Michael was trick-or-treating. A scene that didn't appear in the movie was featured in the novel, which added a new level of eeriness to Michael's state of mind. As Judith prepared for Danny, she was interrupted by trick-or-treaters. Trick-or-treat, the kids said as she opened the door. Oh yeah, Judith teased, and what if I don't give you any treat? The children stood silent, puzzled. No one had ever denied them. They just assumed you filled their bags with goodies. Huh? What are you going to do if I don't give you anything? The kids remained silent until one broke that silence. We're going to kill you, said Michael Myers, dressed in a clown costume. Startled, Judith requested to know who had said that. The kids remained silent, but she recognised Michael, her brother amongst them, and immediately knew it was him. Michael Myers, was that you? Because if it was, it's not funny, and I'm telling mother and father when they come home, said Judith. Michael's response was chilling, yet a clear example of his state of mind. I am not Michael, I am a clown. This would be the final sentence spoken by Michael. His statement that he was no longer Michael but simply a clown were his own way of disconnecting from reality. 
hidden behind a persona, hidden behind a mask. He was able to kill with ease, knowing that at that moment he felt disguised to the point that Michael himself was gone and that he was, very simply put, a clown. The kids were given treats and Judith returned to prepare for Danny's arrival. Unaware, Michael lingered outside, watching, waiting. It seemed Judith's playful response to the kids had unnerved Michael, and as Danny arrived, he and Judith shared a kiss. Michael watched on. Now above the rustle of the wind, in the crisp leaves of the huge oaks on the front lawn, he could hear the sighs, the moans, and giggles, and they filled him with a murderous rage. The voice had become subdued for a moment, as he listened to Danny and Judith, not really understanding the significance of their utterances, except that it had to do with love. Why did Michael feel such rage towards his sister? It was the voice. The voice in his head stirred up the hatred. It had done so in his dreams. Michael was initially trick-or-treating, but the voice had instructed him to return home. Michael felt this voice was commanding him even at a young age of six. As he observed the antics of his sister, Michael had one thing in mind that he wanted to do. He wanted to kill her. Judith was alone, Danny had left. Michael moved upstairs. With a butcher knife in hand and a mask covering his face, he entered his sister's room. Startled by his arrival, Judith questioned his presence instantly. He proceeded to stab her. Michael stabbed her again, and again, and again. He stabbed her 50 times, exultation sweeping over him like no joy he had ever felt. Once Judith had died, Michael didn't recognise her anymore, stating it was now impossible for him to recognise the piece of hacked flesh that was now his sister. Even following his parents' discovery of his crime and the investigation, everyone couldn't believe Michael's crime. He was described as an innocent boy, with soft eyes and a warm glow whenever he was approached by adults and children alike. What was hidden beneath the surface was a darkness. A darkness that simply saw his sister as a piece of hacked flesh. Her happiness filled him with hatred, a murderous hatred. As he delivered his final blows, it was described he'd never felt any kind of joy or rush like it. Dr. Samuel Loomis later assessed and concluded that Michael was pure evil. The novelization definitely contributes to this theory. But what do you guys feel about that statement? Comment down below and share your thoughts. Thank you very much for watching guys. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, and remember, what was living behind Michael's eyes was purely and simply evil.